Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. of Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. Why Morell alongside me, Ryan Mitchell, and uh, let's just start with the uh, public apology, I guess, Ryan. Unfortunately, we completely missed a men's conference game in between Crown and Superior that was taking place this week. I don't know how we missed it. I mean, it may not have been on the UMAC site, but we need to take ownership of this. We still should have known that this game was going on. As far as predictions go, just right off the bat, we're not going to take an L or a win for it. We didn't make the pick. It's a shocking result. We're going to get into it because there's a couple games we actually have to recap from the week here because it's that weird schedule right now as there's been some makeups and whatnot. So we'll get into the weird result, but just a public apology from myself. I'm not going to speak for you, Ryan, but uh, you have some words you prepared maybe for this uh, grieving, I I don't know, grieving moment, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would just say ditto to everything you just said. I mean, we uh, should be better. I uh, I didn't see that they were playing until Wednesday morning, the day that they played the game. But like you said, in our defense, it was not listed on the UMAC website where we kind of go off of. So I won't it's say all, any more than us. that. But it's on us. It's on us. We, sh- we should do our research. But uh, at the same time, we apologize, Crown and Superior, uh, that was a very important game. We're, we're not saying it wasn't. So, like you said, we'll talk about it later. And, yeah, we'll, we'll get into the recap. We're taking a metaphorical L. We're not taking an actual L in the predictions because, you know, it's, it's an L on us if you know what that means. I mean, people use that term all the time. But, anyways, I like to just get that out of the way right away. And now we can actually get into the content. This is a week four preview. But, as I mentioned, Ryan, we got a few games to recap first. Things to talk about uh, as the race continues to heat up. Do you want to maybe just start with the Crown Superior game? That was the only game on the men's side to recap, and then there's three on the women's side that all took place on Wednesday night. So why don't we just start with the lone men's game? And this was uh, one of the weirder box scores I think uh, we've seen all year and not something that we anticipated by any means. Yeah, Wyatt, and for context, I mean, let's just remind folks, coming into this game in Superior, Wisconsin, the Jackets, fresh off of a... Huge win, arguably their biggest win of the season at North Central on Saturday afternoon in downtown Minneapolis. They're feeling good above 500, alone in second, three and two in the conference. Crown, on the other hand, Wyatt, completely different story. Feeling like they could have picked up a huge home win on Saturday against Bethany, and that one just kind of slipped through their fingers down the stretch. And so they're extra motivated, obviously, going on the road at three and three. And uh, to say that there was, you know, a little saran wrap around the rim that the Jackets were shooting on in the first half would maybe even be an understatement. I mean, oofta. I mean, it's uh, it's been pretty frigid over these last chunk of days in the Twin Cities. We're trying to trend upward, but I don't know what was in the air in uh, Mertz Mortarelli last night, but uh, 20% from the field for the Jackets in the first half. Worth noting, they still didn't have Mason Ackley back, but uh, some tough performances, Wyatt. I'll just put it that way, and... Uh, Crown blitzed them, and when you're up 
on the road by 24 at the half. I mean, Coach Herbert's club, they're just too good of a team. They're, they're not going to blow that lead. So we, even if we predicted this one, can guarantee you folks, we would not have predicted an over 30-point win for either one of these squads. No. No, and each team got 15 guys into the game, and that's one of those things where it's like, that only happens when there's a blowout, and when you look at this, like you said, with the way these teams were trending, we would have thought maybe if you had told us that before the game, it would have been the other way around, and Superior would have been the one on their home court getting this big win. So what a win for Crown. Uh, you know, I you were telling me before we hopped on, you're upset because Cade Carroll's getting all these points. <laughs> I'm looking at Jacob Van Dam. He's not that far off. You're just upset because your guy Royston isn't getting production. But there's plenty to go around, but is what it looks like. No, yeah, in all seriousness, I mean, Cade's just been continuing to trend upward. It's great to see him healthy and looking as good as he can look off of that little absence that he had and now a chunk of weeks ago i mean i keep bringing that up he's people listening are saying you know he's been back for multiple weeks you know he's okay right yes we, we know he's okay super efficient 10 of 13 from the field and he didn't miss a three ball so if he can add that element to his game that's huge yeah but wyatt ah we need more field goal attempts for mr royston he just needs more opportunities all right he's got to be more efficient Cade, we get it. You want to take the whole team on your back, but spread the love around at some point. All right, buddy? No, I'm just, is, I'm just is kidding. Is there but. just a possibility, a dark horse outside chance that he could be a candidate for player of the year? Well, I, I think that's a great point, Wyatt. Especially not, I'm not saying if, he's going to win it necessarily no, by any means, but just but even in the, in conversation. the conversation. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get an invite to New York City on that Saturday night to hear Chris Fowler talk about him. So, you know, at the end of the season as we head down the stretch if crown pulls off an upset in the umac tournament if they're feeling good going into the postseason play like they were last year and all of a sudden why they're in a big semifinal game or they make a final especially for sure he's in the conversation because if crown gets to a umac final wyatt it very well may take one or two more monster performances for Mr. Cade Carroll. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to have to be big once postseason play rolls around, no question. So with that, we had three games on the women's side as well. We'll get into both of those teams a little bit more when we preview their upcoming matches. Going to the women's side, Northwestern Crown. Let's start with that one. By the way, we predicted all three of these correctly, and we had mentioned which one of the three favorites would be the one most on upset alert. It was Northwestern at Crown, North Central at Martin Luther and Superior at Northland. And we both said it would be Northwestern at Crown. And sure enough, they're going into the fourth quarter of this game trailing, but 31 whopping points to get this win on the road, 70-56. to 56. Uh, Ryan, you were a little busy last night uh, calling a game of your own, but as far as what you were able to tell from this one, uh, what are your just initial thoughts? Eagles now 5-1 and one in UMAC play. Yeah, Wyatt, uh, shout out to those folks at Crown continuing to give us some great intel and uh, the guy specifically giving me this intel, he uh, knows who he is, so I appreciate him. But no, well, of course he knows who he is. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, to reset the stage, Wyatt, uh, Northwestern going into the fourth quarter down five. And there's a reason why we said Crown could give them a run for their money. Eagles are feeling good going into this one, but they had shown Again, this is from what I hear. I wasn't able to see this game, unfortunately. But they were showing some token pressure, if you will, throughout the game. But Coach Call in that huddle, third quarter, going into fourth quarter, he and Coach Schmidt looked at each other and they said, you know what, screw it. We got to turn that dial, baby. We got to change up something to get this win on the road. Love it when coaches do that. Make an aggressive play late. Eagles send a lot of pressure on the storm. And Wyatt Northwestern comes up with a whopping 14 of their 31 points in that big fourth quarter 
off of turnovers. A huge factor to them pulling in front and then eventually winning convincingly. A lot of free throws down the stretch maybe made that result more lopsided than it actually was for how close the game was for long stretches. Crown Wyatt not only was up five at the half, they're up ten with three to go in the third. I mean, maybe I'm overstretching and you can correct me if you think I am. If Crown would have been able to hold on last night at the WAC and Coach Zabla's club is able to take down Northwestern, a squad who I mentioned before, really in all sports, Crown wants to be, the key word, wants to be a rival with Northwestern. If they pull that off, I think that's the biggest win of the season for them and the biggest win in Coach Zabla's tenure to this point. Would you agree? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't think that's going that far out there on a limb by okay. any means. Because I, mean, I know, like, okay, this Glasgow win was big and it was the home opener, it was the huge yeah. performance and all that, but as far as quality of opponent... This deep in the season, with how Northwestern had been playing coming in, that would have been huge for Crown. So again, we've said it before. I'll say it again real quickly why they're building something. Okay, we can clearly see that when Coach Zabla starts to get her recruits into the program in a couple years, I mean, this program could continue to ascend and really be a factor near the top of the UMAC. So that's good to see. But hats off to Coach Call and his staff. Hats off to Robbie. We've been waiting for it. We'll get to it more in the fantasy portion later, Wyatt. But shout out Megan Roberts. I've been waiting for it for my squad. The massive double double, twenty three and fourteen. Kelsey not too shabby either, doing what she does, living at the free throw line. Haven't seen that a ton this year, but strong performance from her as well. So anyway, those are just some thoughts on that matchup last night. Yeah, I have not uh, looked at the fantasy spreadsheet at all before this, so I have no idea if you've pulled within reach there or not. So we'll we'll check that out in a little bit. Moving along, though, we're going to keep things moving tonight. Martin Luther, North Central, uh, really the middle 20 minutes decided this one. North Central outscored Martin Luther in the second and third quarters, 53-27. to 27. Otherwise, they were outscored in the first and fourth quarter of this game. So Martin Luther showing that they can hang around again. Uh, decent performance for them, but North Central just too much. 87-69, now a UMAC best 15-2 overall as they continue their great season. Martin Luther's starting to show a little bit more, though, so it's an impressive game for them and just uh, three different girls getting to double figures, and uh, it's been fun to watch them come along this year. Uh, any just quick thoughts on this one? Hagstrom, bright sign for the Rams. She has struggled wide over the last chunk of games. Great to see if you're a North Central supporter. She's able to knock down four triples in that win last night. Balanced attack for Coach Bruner's club. Yeah, you said it. Five players in double figures. Certainly a balanced attack there for the Rams. And finally, last but not least, big win for Superior. I mean, we kind of, I should say, I kind of called them out a little bit uh, for some of their play earlier this year. They were able to go on the road. It was a game I thought they would win. They won it convincingly, though. 74-52. to This was a big win for them. Uh, you have any thoughts on this one? Again, we didn't get to watch any of these games. You were obviously very busy last night yourself, and I was a little busy as well. Uh, actually, quite frankly, listening to you for a portion of the night. Uh, and, Appreciate it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I uh, didn't get to watch any of these, but Superior, 74-52. More than anything, the only thing I'll say is it was a, a better win than I anticipated for Superior. Especially why, considering they still don't have their best player. Kaylin Christian still not in the box score, at least the box score I'm looking at right now, and they're still able to win by 22. So that, that's impressive. Yeah, that's upsetting for me to hear, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it's still an impressive win. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into the predictions and everything as far as where we're sitting at in a little bit. But uh, more than anything, I think it's time now to jump. Well, you know what? Before we jump into the preview, I suppose we should maybe do the 
fantasy and the predictions just really quick and that way kind of keeps it in a chronological order doesn't it that way we're sure. letting people know before we make our picks where we're at uh so why you're keeping just... the you're keeping the listeners on their toes and me too i was not prepared for this but hey let's roll with it <laughs> well yeah i mean to be honest i wasn't prepared for it until 10 seconds ago when i decided to make the executive decision so here we go right but uh let's start on the we're gonna start on the men's side tonight as far as fantasy scores go and again, I have not looked at these literally until this very moment, and it looks like the gap has widened a little bit on the men's side, Ryan. Any uh, comments? Yeah, my face says it all. I mean, no one can see our faces, but uh, ugh, yikes. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I need more from the Cess. Like I said before, uh, Noah had, you know, actually, no, never mind. Never mind. I was going to say something about his last performance, but it wasn't a UMAC game. So uh, yeah. just, just, need, just need a big weekend from the boys is all I can say. Um, you know, on the men's side of things, why this has only changed if you have a crown or superior player from when we last talked last time. So for me, it's just Seth Royston. Need more from him. I already talked about him. He's already on notice. He's already aware. So Kate is still doing his thing, and uh, I've got seven of my eight guys into uh, triple digits. So if Walker could just get up there, you know, we'll be sitting with all of them there, and uh, it's been it's been a good effort from the boys. So I'm happy to say I've been able to widen the gap a little bit. Uh, on the women's side. This one, again, it's still very close, but there's more uncertainty still with this a little bit. Although it is starting to even out a little bit more now with the more recent games and everything that's kind of starting to uh, play out this year. But I'm still hanging on to a lead there, 11.07 to 10.73. Uh, how about Emily DiGiorgio, though? 200 points for you. Uh, that's more than anybody on the men's side. But just to put it into perspective, uh, Hannah Geisfeld has 339. So if you could get on that level, just let me know. But uh, yeah, no, uh, any thoughts from looking at this one? I feel better, I would say, on the women's side now than I did before. Yeah, and as I'm looking at this uh, spreadsheet, Wyatt, I said Bauman had it updated before we got on, and uh, sorry to call you out, bud, but this can't be updated for Megan Roberts because the last number I see does not reflect what she did last night. You saying the same thing I'm seeing? Yeah, I guess Bauman is not that guy. Um, So I'm missing some points, or uh, I'm just reading this incorrectly and i'm just confused yeah, for some well, reason so but. i got called out by <laughs> no you know him what? and you a little bit and i said i couldn't understand the spreadsheet that well and he did not take that and i guess you're the one that can't understand hold that. up hold up hold up he's got it okay it's been a long week it's been a long day i'm not thinking totally straight it's there, but it's on the far left column. It's under game one because yeah, it was so supposed was... to be the first game for Northwestern. So it is correct. I do have the big number in there for Megan Roberts. Thank you, Bauman. You had it right all along. I apologize for the confusion. They are up to date. Okay, they are indeed up to date. And why it reminds me, looking at the big numbers, shout out to Giorgio and Aubrey Robinson for North Central. We got a real quick touch on the game Tuesday night that we talked about a lot in the last pod. That I suppose we, we never forgot even, to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So Good for those point. who didn't see. Bethany was able to take down North Central in that showdown Tuesday night in Mankato between the two clubs who faced off in the UMAC final last season. Wyatt, real quickly, I mentioned North Central's got to force 15-plus turnovers if they want to win. They forced 18. Job well done. Problem is, Wyatt? they still couldn't get it done. They turned it over 19 times themselves. You can't do that on the road against Bethany and expect to win. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that game, but... 
Well, I mean, it it was a little different in a way that Bethany actually jumped out to a lead in this game for once and played ahead the entire night. Yeah. Uh, again, though, at the start of the second half, they were able to build that lead. Again, quarters three, I mean, 15-8, to eight, they outscore them. This is just a trend. They probably do the majority of their work in that third quarter. It seems the adjustments they make at halftime, whatever it may be, has been working really well for them. But, yeah, I did get a chance to look at this box score briefly and, uh, I mean, nothing stands out crazy except maybe for uh, Haley or Hallie Meyer scoring 18 for Bethany. I mean, that was probably not expected. And if they can get that kind of a contribution, that's what takes them to the next level. Yeah, she's stepping up, Wyatt, for a double-double off the bench. And just a quick note, Bethany was down two of their starting five for this matchup against the team who they played in the UMAC final last year again. And they still win by double digits and almost turn it over 20 times. I well, mean, so I'm seeing Cocky them play, but who else? Um, so I saw the tweet that they were down two starters. I'm trying to think of who the other starter would be in the starting five. I can find out in a second if I look at their last yeah. uh, box well, score. But. For some reason, I guess I'm just not uh, as in tune to Bethany Hoops as I thought I was. But uh, other thing that's actually worthy to note, Hannah Geisfeld did not come off uh, the floor of this game. I, I guess I haven't looked at her minutes that closely in previous contests, but... Uh, they knew they needed her in there all 40 against uh, a very good North Central team. Christensen, for those wondering, was uh, not available Tuesday night. Taryn Christensen, normally a starter for Bethany. Okay. So her and Kotke, the two who were out. And didn't seem like they had much issue. So, again, they uh-huh. just seem like they're securing more of a grip on this UMAC title race, as is Northwestern on the men's side. Uh, there may not be that much drama as we wind down what? the stretch, but... Still a lot more on the woman's side. I mean, the, the way the Eagles are positioned on the men's side yeah, is still I mean, above where Bethany is on the woman's well, side. Well, absolutely. You're right. and, I mean, Both North, of them are undefeated, doing what they have to do. Northwestern only has one conference loss, so I, I understand that they, they could challenge Bethany. But North Central's sitting at two now. Yep. Uh, I mean, you you got to think there's uh, outside chance, but not very good chance. So, really, it's Bethany's to lose at this point. You're probably right. It's say. it's I, you could say it's still a two team race on the women's side and the men's side. We've already we've called the race over. So yeah, and we stand by that. Yes. <laughs> so as far as the predictions go, too, before we get into our predictions for this week, uh, I'm just looking at the season long, and you're sitting at 34 and six, and I'm 32 and eight. I lost ground because. The Rams lost to Bethany on Tuesday night, and then we were both 3-0 and and the other ones on Wednesday, and again, we missed the Superior Crown game. But just like that, after pulling it back within one, I, I dropped back down to two. It's these weekday games that have really killed me. I, when I look back at some of them, I'd like to have some of these weekday games back. But uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. We both had the three women's games on Wednesday correct, and then you got Bethany on Tuesday, and I missed it with North Central. That's all that's happened since we last were on. So you're sitting at 34 and six, and I'm 32 and eight, and uh, we do the math on that. That's 80 percent for me, and you're sitting at uh, what would that be? Let me get the calculator out. I guess I'm not that good at math. 85 percent. So I mean, that's not too shabby. Just saying. We'd be making some cash if DraftKings eventually allows UMAC basketball to be uh, in play. Just that kidding. would be something. I mean, could you imagine <laughs> if DraftKings uh, starts doing Division Three sports? That would be something. Why okay. it would not blow me away if there's a day in the future where that is a thing. That's true. They have just about everything it seems like these <laughs> days. But let's get into some picks though for this week and actually break down some action on the court. Remember, this is a preview pod. I mean, I keep you know I keep saying this preview pod and then it's a recap pod. Yet we get talking about this other stuff because there's so much stuff going on during <laughs> the week. 
We yeah. have to cover it, but it is we a gotta preview cover pod, it. Yep. so we're going to get into it, and let's start with the women's side, and i got to get back from the tab I was on to look at the schedule for Friday, but coming up this Friday, it's a Friday, Saturday, it's weird because there's only one on Friday, and it's Bethany yeah. hosting Martin Luther, so do you want to just start with that one? I'm, I'm picking Bethany in this one at home, that seems uh, like a safe pick, and I don't think you're going to dare go against Bethany in this one either. No, I mean, yeah, sure. It's technically a Friday, Saturday slate, but it's a Saturday slate. We we well, we were is. talking before. I don't know why they're playing on Friday. I would like to know why. If if people know, you can shoot us an email. UAO the UMAC at gmail.com, Even though not that big of a deal, but yes, uh, I'm not taking Coach Jones's club to fall here. Their first loss. They're going to take down Martin Luther at home. Men's side, Wyatt. Do you also have Bethany? Is that wait? What do you mean? On the or men's were you side? talking about the men's side already? That was the women's side. On the men's yes. side, is that the only game on Friday on the men's side? Yeah, same thing, same gym. Yep. Did not know that. Uh, shows how much research I've done and how prepared I've come for this uh, podcast. Why, everything, I was going to say on the women's side, it makes sense. But yeah, everything's kind of thrown off. What a weird time yeah, of the and year. I'm, I'm throwing you off because we should just stick on the women's side like we always do. So my well, apologies. Well, since you did it, though, here we are. Yeah. I'm taking Bethany on the men's side. Let's just uh, talk about that as, uh, I mean... Uh, Bethany, they've played well lately, so actually the history would show us they're going to have a letdown game, but I don't see that happening at home. This seems like a sweep for the Vikings on Friday night, and there's really nothing for them to look ahead to either, so I'll I'll take Bethany. That would be the letdown of all letdowns. I mean, that'd be more shocking than the loss in December at Northland if they find a way Friday night to lose at home uh, to Martin Luther. So. At this point, with the way the season's been going, I don't know if I would agree with you necessarily. I still think that mm. Northland win over Bethany will go down as one of the top five unexpected but, outcomes. But why it? That barn out in Ashland, Wisconsin, the Kendrigan Center, that does weird things to road teams. Tough to play. When you're in your own comfy gym, no excuses. No excuses. All right, fair enough. But we're both taking Bethany, just to be clear. <laughs> yes, tomorrow well, night. Vikings sweep, yes. Yes, tomorrow night. And then we get into Saturday, and there's only three on each side because Martin Luther's playing Maranatha Baptist in a non-conference game, and I believe it is the same three on each side. So it's just uh, the same kind of setup this weekend. Let's break down the Saturday contests. We've got Morris at Crown, North Central and Northwestern, and Northland at Superior. And uh, what 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 are you doing there? You're smiling at me for a no, second. No, I'm just I'm just nodding. I'm just, you're doing great. Sorry. <laughs> Morris at Crown. Let's start with that one, and we'll start on the women's side. Let Let's do that since we're gonna mix it up again, Ryan, because we already yeah. did it once. We're just gonna go. Matchup by matchup for both sides. So, like, we're going to do the Morris at Crown one first for the women, then the men, and then we'll go down to the next one like that. All right. So, we're starting in St. Bonifacius. Morris at Crown. What do you got on the women's side? Big one, Wyatt. Big one. I mean, you know, Crown still is up for play to get in that sixth slot, and uh, that could be advantageous for postseason play. But, uh, I mean, if, you know, we put a number down like we've joked before, what is Morris? What do you give him a... Four and a half points, five and a half points on the road. I mean, depends uh, the atmosphere we have at the WAC. You're giving me a look like shh, eight and a half, nine and a half. That's ten. exactly what I was thinking. Was like eight and a half, nine and a half. I'm serious. Oh, okay, like wow. you're laughing right. at me, but that's that's probably what. Do I, would I need say to remind you that last night Crown was up eleven with or ten, excuse me, with three minutes to go in the third against Northwestern. After taking that into consideration, I would still set the line around nine and a half. Wow. Okay. I think, I think the the one telling thing about Morris was their game against Bethany where they struggled, and it was disappointing. But outside of that, they've been great this year. 
So that to me is just a one odd game. But other than that, they've shown nothing to me that says I shouldn't be confident in them going into this game. On the road, though, I mean, who knows? I, I'm just I'm just saying it could be interesting. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it isn't going to be interesting, yeah. but I'm picking Morris. I don't okay. I don't see Crown getting this win, even though they are at home. And I, I mean, the the men's matchup is going to be much more appealing, I think. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm thinking about it, but with the two game lead, should I take that risk or should I just you know pick Morris because you did? So then we both fall down together if they lose. No, I'm overthinking See, this. This but... is what you do. You never pick based on your opponent, even when you're in the lead. That's how people lose their leads, man. You just got to go with the heart. As much as I just said all that, I think it's closer than the eight and a half point spread you set. I think Morris nine gets and, it done late. Nine and a half. I got to go with Morris, but uh, I think Crown could make this thing very interesting, I'll say. Should be a fun day at the WAC. Well, let's talk about the other one that's going to make it a fun day at the WAC. Morris at Crown on the men's side. Could be, to me, a little bit more closer. I think this is such an intriguing matchup because these are two teams I've gone back and forth on as to which one I think is better all year. They're right in the middle of the standings. I've talked with some of the guys at Crown, Ryan. They uh, were not happy when I said, uh, you know, I was giving Morris some love. They were going to take this one personal, I think. This is a chance for them to showcase that they're better. And uh, as far as Morris goes, I mean, they listen to us. They know the importance of this game going on the road. So this is a very intriguing game, one I'm certainly going to be keeping an eye on. With all that being said, I win against Crown earlier this year. I'm going to take Crown at home. See, if, if I'm a crown player listening to this, though, Wyatt, I'm saying that's bad news. The guy's been doubting us all year long. We've been proving him wrong, making him sorry that he's going hey. against us. I if, if I'm crown players, I, I want Wyatt Morrell to continue to pick against us moving forward. Do you believe in that as far as <laughs> like that, how, how that works or whatever? I have not picked against him all year either, by the way. Let me just be I feel like there's been a couple close matchups, though, where I've gone one way and you've gone the other. But maybe there's more in my head than there's actually keep, been. Keep so. in mind, when I say I've gone against Crown, they did play at Morris and Morris did beat him. So Morris has already beaten him this year. I think they, these two teams are they're bound for a split. They're due for a split. So give me give me the crown, crown storm polar bears. I don't remember. Give me crown. <laughs> yeah, it was off off the lawn. Uh, winter break coming back. Morris, remember why it had been off forever. They had forever to game plan for that one. One by just six at home. Okay, eighty to seventy four. I think that number is telling. I don't think Crown can win this game if it goes over 80 points. I understand they've had some better offensive outputs. We just talked about not too long ago in their matchup against UW-Superior last night on the road. They went 83-55. to But I think Crown wants it lower scoring. We've talked a lot about Morris's offense. I believed in them. I mean, I picked them at home against Bethany. Should have won the game from what I heard if they didn't, you know, make some turnovers down the stretch. I mean, should have, would have, could have, obviously. Credit to Bethany finding a way. Let's but. just, let's count all the possessions, Ryan. I mean, you play, you got to play all the possessions the way it is. Oh, I, it's a long, winding way to say, I agree with you. In a way, they'll split. The whack is the difference. Home crowd down the stretch, giving them that little extra push. Crown returns the favor. Big win against Morris Friday night. Book it. I, I mean, keep saying Friday night, tomorrow night. Tomorrow it's, night. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. Yeah, it's uh, not, though, because it's Saturday, so uh, oh. two nights from now. But, you know, this is like hey, three get, or four get times. Your, get, your mind, uh, get your mind right here. Let's regroup. I have not got enough sleep this week. I, I got to lock in. Yes, okay. Thank you. Are we ready to continue? 
Yes. So we uh, both took Crown. We both took, took Crown, just to recap. What's uh, what's the over-under? I'm, I'm not trying to take shots at you here, but what's the over-under on how many times you say whack uh, the next time we do a podcast? The whack. <laughs> it depends. Are they playing at the whack next weekend? <laughs> that's that's Let's prob- see. probably fair. We should probably... They aren't. They're on the road, so it's <laughs> the under. But the week after that, they're still on the road. Last week uh, of the season, though, plenty of times. Well, we'll revisit this conversation then, I guess. Uh, but but anyways, I just... I, ne- never mind. North Central at Northwestern. Another extremely interesting matchup, but on the women's side especially because... I think a lot of North Central players would say you got to throw the first result out the window. You know what I mean? Is you're rubbing your hands as close as you can next to the mic so we can all hear it. Bring it on. Um, Because, I mean, let's be honest. The first time they met, North Central had a really long break, and I feel like they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder coming into this one saying they still feel like they're the better team. And Northwestern got them the first time, and they want to return the favor on the road. So I think they're going to play with a lot of passion and emotion right from the get-go. That's the difference, though. Can they play the game with passion rather than emotion? Because if you play with emotion, that's going to run out after a while, and you know, you're know you going to only be able to keep that for so long. If you play with passion, you can hold passion throughout the course of an entire game. With all that being said, Northwestern at home... No, nah, I'm gonna do. It. I'm gonna take North Central oh, in this. Oh, one. I, ride I, or die, Mr. Morell with the Rams. Yeah, I know. I, I keep, you keep saying that too, and I've been thinking about it. I really don't pick against Bethany on the men's side very often, and I don't pick against North Central on the women's side. I have realized that, but again, it's one of those things with how good both these teams are. Something tells me a split is in their future. I, I just I feel like a split in the regular season makes sense, even on the road. I feel like the Rams can spoil this game for the Eagles. What is it like? The first 150 fans are getting stocking caps or something. So here's here's the stipulation. All right. Okay. And I like it. I like the stipulation. So credit to Northwestern uh, Athletics Office for uh, the stipulation. But you've got to get in the gym by halftime of the first game, the women's game. Because let's be honest, Wyatt, let's just be straight up, all right? And a lot of these gyms, with the way they make the games, you're giving me that look, okay? Well, where is this going? This is going somewhere. This is going somewhere. We've both agreed. It's better for everyone involved that the women play first and the men play second. So we do enjoy that, all right? But a lot of people, including at Northwestern, they just wait for the men's game. Call they don't show up until later. Call them out. There's some sexist people out there. We needed to. Whoa, no, I'm kidding, but whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. Just all honesty, though. All honesty. College students, college students, when they're thinking of watching college basketball, they think they think one way. Okay, that's what they think. All right. So anyway, why? I'm getting to the point. All right. You've got to be there by halftime of the first game, and then you have to stay till at least halftime of the second game. So you're there for both games. And the hope is, if you're already going to show up at halftime for the first one, just get there at stinking 3 o'clock. Like you said, it's going to be a great matchup between these two squads. North Central's hungry. I loved your talk about passion. I mean, that's that's really good stuff. You know, the difference of playing with I passion thought, and just playing hard. I thought it was pretty hard. good, too, actually. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You know... It's as the saying goes, the Wyatt for North Central coming into this one. If you're going to talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. Okay, and we're saying this kind of, you know, facetiously because we don't know how much they're talking. But it kind of feels like, exactly like you said, they didn't feel like they had their best foot forward off the pause against Northwestern the first time. I mean, that's easy just to see from the performance, okay? But now it's off of normal rest. There's no excuses. I mean... You had a huge opportunity at home already to beat them, and you lose, so it already puts so much importance into this contest. I hope it's a rocking atmosphere. I know I talk way too much about the atmospheres, but I'm calling out Northwestern, all right? This weekend, Wednesday night, last night was great. Now it's conference tilts, back-to-back. 
it better be a rocket gym, okay? These two matchups deserve it. Mini versus Paul, let's get it on, all right? All that being said, I'm riding with Northwestern, and I think you kind of assumed that, Wyatt, by the look you gave me. I understand your North Central pick, and here's the deal. Northwestern's going to have to up their level. From what we saw a few weeks ago against North Central, the Rams are going to play better, all right? They're probably going to shoot better. It's just going to happen. What I look to see defensively, what can they do to potentially cause some turnovers on Northwestern and get the ball going the other way? They want to push the pace, Wyatt. Northwestern wants to make this more of a half-court execution game. Rams want to get out and run. What can they do in transition to speed this thing up a little bit? If they hit a couple triples early and get their mojo going, watch out. I think the first 5-10 minutes of this game will be very telling. Really looking forward to this one on Saturday. If you can't make it out to the Erickson Center, Eagle Sports Network, we would uh, love to have you watching. I don't even feel like they need to have that built in there. I feel like both these games are good enough. You're going to get enough people there. I, I just assume that anyways. But I, ho- I, I hope you're right, but it but doesn't I get hurt. it. It does not hurt <laughs> to have a promotion either, so I, I can appreciate that. So you're only Northwestern. I got North Central. Should be a good one. On the men's side, I'll straight up just come out and say it. I'm taking Northwestern in this one. This is not the game that they're going to lose. Again, they may have already gotten past the game that I thought they were going to lose in the regular season, so... I'm not sure if it's going to happen necessarily anymore, but this is not it. I got to ask you why. I mean, that was on my docket here because it was a buy or sell earlier this season, and you said they're not going to run the table. If you could change that right now, and I ask it again, and you can change your answer from here on out, will Northwestern run the table in the UMAC? Guns to your head. What are you saying? Yeah, I probably would say they will just because Bethany struggled as much as they have, and they've got all their games at home now. I mean, they've they've gone on the road and won all these games. You so. said earlier, though, before the Bethany pick, you said if Northwestern finds a way to pull this out, I'm picking Bethany on the road. And that <laughs> still very well might happen. I might pick Bethany. Okay. If a gun is to my head right now, though, I have two <laughs> seconds to answer, Ryan. I'm going to say yes. I mean, I... I I don't know. I just went with what I felt like right now at this very moment. This very moment changes, though, in one minute for me. A minute later, I could be thinking something completely different. I mean, it's a constantly changing thing. I love that. That's the definition of guns to your head making answer, so I do appreciate yeah, that. I, I mean, I, I take things seriously. I'm taking no. Northwestern. Hey, I, here's here's what here's what you might find interesting. Yeah. You, you've said all year, you know, I'm going to make you make that prediction. When is Noah Alm going to break the scoring record? When would be a better time than this game? I mean, right? Hey, I would take it whenever, but this would be a fine spot. Absolutely. He's coming off If, if he did it on your Bethany squad, though, last weekend of the regular season, that'd oh, be pretty sweet. Too. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I, it's going to be sweet if it ever happens. I'm saying if there is a game, to me, this is one of the better chances. He's coming off of a game he didn't necessarily play that well. Shoot or shoot, though, man. And as soon as he gets it rolling, you could watch out. And against North Central, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to be comfortable, excusing me, push. I think North Central is going to have to have some dudes score. I I think this could be a position he could get close. I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen. I don't know if I could ever quite honestly say straight up this is the game. It's going to happen. But this would be one of the games. Keep an eye on it. That's what I'm going to say. That's close enough. I told you, Wyatt, I'm going to give you opportunities throughout the year to predict it. You said enough enough in that clip where we can edit it and post it if he does drop the record on Saturday and say you called it. Well, how about this? You don't even have to edit anything. I'll just say, if he's going to break the scoring record, North Central on the road at Northwestern, this is a prime opportunity, and I think he's going to get it done. 
Bam. Okay, we can clip that. That's uh, that's nice and easy. Thank now you. Now watch. He'll probably come out and score like uh, 10 points or something. and uh, We can still clip it and play it back <laughs> on the next episode. I'll just be in the wrong context. But no, yeah. I, I just think it's a good opportunity for him. I'm excited to see what he can do. With that being said, I'll turn it over to you. People are tired of hearing me talk at this no. point. What's your outlook on this game? Please, Wyatt. I took a long time on the first matchup between these two, so please take take your time. I think these are the prime prime matchups of the weekend uh, in the Erickson Center. But no, I mean, he was 6-21 last night. Saints did a good job on him, but he's kind of forcing things. So I'm interested to see early how much is he looking for a shot. But like you said, shoot or shoot. I loved how he never lost his confidence. I mean, he's up taking shots after the game. He's obviously frustrated that more of them didn't go down and the Eagles, you know, frustrated to lose that game. But honestly, it doesn't really do a lot for the long term as far as their postseason aspirations. Don't, don't, I understand that. But I bet going into the game, if you had Northwestern had won, it would be like, oh yeah, they beat Scholastica again. So don't play the card that, well, the game doesn't matter now that they lost. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And you watched the game last night. So if you listened to me on the call, you know I said that game meant a lot as far as bragging rights go. But now that it's over, Wyatt, you look at the big picture it doesn't do a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. Maybe for Northwestern, you could argue, you know I love to say this, and you always tell me, you know what, Ryan, that makes no sense. But maybe in this situation, a loss isn't the worst thing. I told you how many times last year with your Zags. Wyatt, if they if they lose this Tuesday night nondescript February game at Portland, maybe it's not the worst thing. Get it out of the way. We, we don't need to keep bringing up Gonzaga and the fact that they were so close to getting it done, man. All right, come up with a different uh, metaphor, please. It's they, a perfect metaphor. They're, uh, they're playing tonight, though. I'll have to keep an eye on them a little bit later yeah. on here. But anyways... Yeah, my golfers are playing too, so we got to wrap this up eventually. But yeah, no. I actually I have the game on right now, Ryan. As yeah. we're sitting here talking, you yeah. want to know the okay. score? No, I don't. Uh, we'll get to, we'll, uh, we'll watch it later. What's your pick, North Central or Northwestern? I'm taking Northwestern. All right, I think Northwestern's got to dip down to their B minus or C plus level for the Rams to win this game. But who knows? I still think wide. I've said it multiple times in these two play. Filer lit it up last Saturday coming off the bench. I think he's going to have to have one of those Micah Filer type of games as far as him blowing up and just everything's going right. Where he's canning triples left and right. We know how huge he is defensively as well for the Rams. I just don't see him pulling off a road victory at Northwestern unless someone drops 25-plus or 30-plus. I'm not saying they don't have balance, but I just feel like one guy's got to have one of those games, much like the women's game. First five, ten minutes of this game, very compelling. I I cannot wait for Saturday inside the Erickson Center. Going to be a lot of fun. I, I wish you were there as well, Wyatt. It breaks my heart that you won't be there on the headset as well. But uh, it, it'll be fun, nonetheless. Well, I'm glad you can still enjoy it, even though I'm not there. That makes me makes me happy to hear. But uh, are you saying, just so I'm understanding this correctly, even if North Central plays their A game or A-plus game, for that matter, Northwestern still has to drop down to a B? Or a B-minus? If, mean, North, that if the... North Central plays their A-level... And the Eagles play their B level. I still don't see them losing. And some people may scoff at that and say, yeah, you know, I'm, you're ridiculous. I, I might you be, go ahead and rip me. I Fine. might be one of them. I'll be honest. I thought these two teams coming into the year were a lot closer than that. And I don't think I've seen enough to say if North Central plays their A game and Northwestern plays their B, B minus game, North Central is going to win that game. Well, it's tough because I would garner to say, why when's the last time we've seen against a high-quality opponent, when's the last one you can circle where North Central played their A game? This I've, isn't, I've well, seen it from Northwestern at their peak down the stretch last year, so it's easier for me to say that and make that bold of a statement. I, I understand that, but we're, this is a hypothetical. If they do play that way against Northwestern, a very good team, 
I can't agree with you when you say Northwestern still has to play down to a B minus for North Central to win. I feel like if North Central plays at an AA plus game, Northwestern could be right there with them, even a little behind them, and one or two things down the stretch could go the Rams' way, and they could win the game. So, I I just I mean just I I still haven't seen anything above a B level this year from Northwestern in any game. I just feel like their ceiling is higher. That's that's all I'm trying to say, and I'm not trying to rip North Central. If well, you've listened to me throughout the year, folks, they're dangerous. Northwestern knows it. They have firepower coming into the gym. They're not taking this opponent lightly. The Eagles very well could lose. They played into overtime against this squad last game of the regular season last year. They played them in the semifinals. They understand how dangerous North Central is, so please don't hear me say that. I'm just saying I think Northwestern's ceiling is higher than that of North Central if they play at their best. I don't disagree with that comment at all. If if they play at the rest, and they've dealt with some stuff, I get it. They've had to deal with injuries and guys missing time. And, and, and so. it's great to see, especially for a matchup like this, Wyatt, we don't know everything coming in, but one last thought on it. I hope all teams are 100% healthy. I mean, Northwestern coming out of the game last night, as far as I know, they should be fine and good to go for Saturday. I hope it's the same for North Central because it was a bummer to be in the gym at Downtown U among a lot of other things that happened that afternoon, but to not see some of the top guns for North Central. We want to see all the top dogs playing in this game. I agree. I mean, that's the case, I think, for any game. You want to see the best players out there. It makes it more compelling, more fun to watch. So no no question about that. We good on that one? Yes, and I'm sorry for the folks listening saying, you know, this is just way too much on it. But I think it's the place to be this weekend, if we're being honest. Yeah, I would agree, and uh, I think Morris at Crown in the WAC is uh... – Compelling too. So yes, uh, this is one of the weirdest things ever on the women's side. Northland's at Superior, and who just played against each other on the twenty sixth? Northland and Superior. So they are playing each other in the span of three days twice. Ryan, what what's going on here? Different gym though, at least. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, this is this has got to be a first, right? I mean, yeah. how, how often do you see that? I mean, even with cancellations, postponements, and stuff, it's very rare. That you no, see a team playing each other twice in the span of three days. No need to be looking over the scouting report on the bus ride over. I mean, you already know. You're like, coach, coach, don't worry about it. Coach, I already got it memorized, okay? Don't don't tell me again about how to defend their ball screen action and what we're going to do against their zone defense. I already know, coach, okay? We got it. So at least I don't need to worry about that going into the game. I mean, obviously, they'll rehash what happened in that matchup last night. But, yeah, I mean, we're starting on the women's side, right? Yeah, because they're playing each other in the span of a couple days, and they don't have a game in between there either. So this is literally the last time these two teams were out was against each other. It's like, why not just make it one big 80-minute game at that point? Let's carry over the score. Let's carry over the score from on Wednesday and uh, see see what happens. I mean, right? Yeah, I'm sure Coach Tucker and Coach Zach Otto Fisher would sign up for that wide. I'm sure they'd be all for that. Well, I don't think uh, Coach Tuck would with how the game turned out on uh, Wednesday. Maybe if you said that before. But, uh, yeah, no, we're starting with the women's game, and nothing tells me that Northland's going to win this one based on the fact that Superior just beat them on the road by 22. And, again, they just played recently. So it's not like you had a ton of time to make adjustments or, you know, it's not like these teams are different later in the year against each other, if you will. They just played. It's the, yeah. it's the same two teams stepping on the court. So I'm going to take Superior. Yeah, my biggest question, I mean, just looking long-term, Wyatt, for the Jackets, is Christian back, you know? Because down the stretch, if they want any chance to make any noise in the UMAC tournament, I think they're going to need her just to have a, you know, lightning rod for that offense and somebody who has the potential to go off for a team where it's tough to find offense from time to time. 
Um, they'll, you know, they look good in the matchup against Northland last night, but when they have tougher matchups down the road, can she return? So hopefully it's a great matchup. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully this is a single digit game, but I think the Jackets cruise in this one. And on the men's side, I think it's actually going to be a game that's closer. I think Northland finally pulls it together a little bit, has a competitive game, especially after Superior's reeling a little bit with that loss to Crown. They got to turn the the script, if you'll flip the page. They got to get back on track here. I think this is a close game. I'll still take Superior at home, though. I just, I feel like it's a bounce back spot for them. And even if they don't play to their full potential, Northland has shown the last couple of weeks they haven't been able to put up a lot of points offensively. So, Superior is going to score more than 49 in this game. And quite honestly, if they get to 60, I still feel like they could easily win this game. So I'm going to take Superior. Yeah, I, I'm saying it right now, Wyatt. It's now or never for Northland. Have to win this game. Oh, it if, is. If the, if the end of the season is going to have any resemblance of having a chance to be something memorable and just make a little bit of noise in the UMAC tournament, you got to win. Because if they win and they find a way to pull off this huge road game, Wyatt, all of a sudden... They pulled it within a half game of the Jackets to getting into that sixth slot. And that's massive, okay? We see maybe a little bit of a separation, especially moving throughout the UMAC tournament versus being a six seed or a seven or eight. I mean, it just sets you up way better moving forward. So whatever North Central's got, excuse me, North Central, I'm sorry, Northland's got, uh, hopefully Ryan Rawlings is back. Speaking of players potentially returning, that's what I'm looking for for the Lumberjacks. I think they need him to have a chance at Mertz Mortarelli on late Saturday afternoon to get it done. And then for the Jackets, come on, Mason Ackley, my guy. I, I saw him. He, he was on the bench. He was in street clothes, though, last night. I, I, are you good? What's the deal? Well, come on, see, that's get back almost, in the lineup. That's almost more discouraging, I feel like, than if he wasn't there. Because <laughs> if he's there and in street clothes, uh, it could almost be potentially more serious in this day and age. Yeah, I don't know. And this day and age is the you know perfect phrasing of it. Why I don't know what to say in this day and age. I I just I'm at a loss. So did you make a prediction there? Jackets. Sorry, jackets. Okay, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> if you actually picked somebody or not. Yeah, I, I maybe missed it, but uh, jackets okay. double digits. Rawlings or Brennan's got to go for a big game if they want a chance. So do we have any differences in our predictions this week? Yes, North you are riding or dying. That's that's it yeah. though, right? That's the big one, yep. Okay, so that, that'll be the only tell this week as far as the standings yep. go for our predictions. But uh, we'll have to, when we come on to recap, I'm taking a look. There's another Tuesday game for the women. Yeah. So. Well, and I think we maybe should make at least one more pick. There's a Monday night game on the men's side. My goodness, what is going on? <laughs> we have some order here in the universe. <laughs> Morris at Superior. Yeah, we quite frankly, we may need to make the Tuesday pick as well. Let's just on, do it just in case. Yeah. You know what I Depending. mean? Yep. Because, yeah, we will not be recording over the weekend at any time. Just a heads up for people as far as a recap episode goes for week four here. Or, no, it would be week five. This is technically the fifth week, isn't it? Yes, thank you. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm all messed up here. But, uh, yeah. Yep. It's been we a long make, week. We yep. need, it is. I'm I'm tired too. If you can't yep. tell from my Both voice, of us are tonight, there. I understand. Yep. We've uh, this has been a sloppier one for us. But <laughs> as far as these picks go, yes, I agree. We have to do the Monday one. Probably should do the Tuesday one on the women's side as well, just to be safe. Let's start with the one on Monday. Just go in a timely order. Morris at Superior. Superior is going to be coming off of a game against Northland, and Morris, of course, going to be coming off of their game against Crown. 
Oh, this is a tough one. This is extremely Massive. Co- compelling, too. Yeah, these are the kinds of games that make you actually think about who you want to take. The middle-of-the-pack teams that are trying to reach that next level. They're both 3-3 three and three now. Where will they be going into this well, matchup, Well, that's though? the thing. Based on what I picked, I have Morris 3-4 and four and Superior 4-3. and three. So, give me Morris, I guess, just for that sake. Just to even things back out and make it even more chaotic. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but... These teams are just so equal and back and forth, on and off. If it goes the way I think it will this weekend, I'll take Morris on Monday over Superior. And they play each other twice still, Wyatt, down the stretch of the season. So they'll play on Monday night, and then they'll play again last weekend of the regular season. So two big tilts between these squads. When they're this tight, I uh, think i got to agree with you. You take the home squad. Um, well, they... I took the road squad, though. I went against oh. my uh, went against my gut. Okay. No, no, I understand why you think that, though, because I always yeah. say that. I always say I fall back in the home. I completely went against it this time, though. Sure. I'm picking the road squad in Morris. I'm, I just I wish I could know ahead of time, is Mason Ackley going to play Saturday? Because I think they may need him. Because we've talked about at times this team is offensively challenged, Wyatt. We know they dig in and they're real good defensively. Morris is not offensively challenged. And as long as the offense travels on the road and they can have even a B-ish offensive game, Without Mason Ackley, I don't know if the Jackets can keep up. And so because of that uncertainty, I'm going to take the Cougars. You take the Cougars. If something happens over the weekend and you want to switch, if you find some yeah. information, give me a text of or something and let me know. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on to the one on the women's side. Wrap this up. It is going to be, let's see here, Northwestern at Morris. This is also very compelling. Oh, Let's see. I'm kind of torn because I think Northwestern is going to lose on Saturday against North Central. I don't necessarily see them lose two games in a row, though. But again, Morris would be a team that could beat them on their home floor. I guess I'm just in a Minnesota-Morris mood. I'll take Morris. And then more more than likely, Northwestern is going to go 1-1 one and one in these two games. So I guess if I pick them to go 0-2, I'll get one right maybe. I don't know if that's a good logic or not. But Morris at home, I'll take Morris. Why is it more? Why does Northwestern have to go one and one? You just think I, one of them they're bound to lose? Yeah, because they're playing two very good. I mean, right? It's just like, I don't know. They do that weird thing in the NFL at the beginning of the year, and they say teams are projected like 12.4 no. wins or something, and then it's like four <laughs> points. It's not possible, but it's just yep. based off of like some sort of weird yep. system they run through. For some reason, I feel like if you did that here in this case, it would be a one and one scenario. Yeah, it's always like the Vikings with the Packers. I, I think the Vikings are going to so, win at U.S. Bank, and then they'll play at Lambeau late in the year, and they'll probably lose. So give them one there. They'll beat the Lions both times, and they'll probably get at least one against the Bears. And then we'll go from there. That's exactly what happened this year, too. It's, yeah. Uh, unfortunate, but... Yeah. Big one. Another big one uh, on Tuesday nights. I mean, all these weeknight games, to be honest, Wyatt, most I mean, there's been a lot of good ones. So uh, lots, lots to uh, keep an eye on. Eagles are going to be busy with Morris as well. They play them... Tuesday the 1st, and then they'll play him uh, in a couple days. You talk about the quick turnaround for Superior and Northland that we're seeing this week on the women's side. Northwestern's going to go at Morris on Tuesday, and then uh, Friday the 4th, they're going to host Morris. How about that? I just, I, and I cannot be <laughs> in favor of this necessarily just because it's like, it's just such a weird. Yeah. How do you prepare for that? Do you prepare for that? At, I mean, I suppose you can only prepare for the one matchup ahead of time, and then you have a day or two to make any adjustments or try to exploit anything that you realize the first time around. It's just such a weird matchup. 
Yeah, and you can't really. I mean, do you hold your cards? I mean, Coach Coach Grove and Coach Call like to have a lot of fun. Wide, I don't know. Maybe they got some agreement before this matchup on Tuesday, where hey, we're going to save both of us. We're not going to show any of this till the game at Northwestern on Friday. No, I'm just kidding. But oofta. Uh, I'm I'm going to keep riding with Northwestern. I like okay. what I've seen as of late, and uh, these are two tough games. Saturday hosting North Central, and then on the road against Morris on Tuesday. But uh, I just have some questions still with Morris, and I think Northwestern's, you know, moving upward at the right time. But, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for saying they're going to meatloaf these matchups and go one and one But if they want to keep the heat on Bethany, it's tough. It's a tough ask, but they probably got to win both of them if you're Northwestern, if you still want to have a shot for that number one slot. But, uh, woof, this this is going to be a fun one. Two buddies, Coach Call and Coach Grove, duking it out Tuesday night, Jim Gremmel's court. Hope it's alive in there. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. So uh, I'm going to take Northwestern under five. Close game. For as much as you say, wow, you ride or die with your Rams and Vikings, I could easily say the same thing with you about the Eagles. I mean, I don't and know. And I'm unashamed picked, to say it. I don't know if you've picked against them all year. Uh, No, I picked Bethany on the women's side. Okay. So against Northwestern. The one time that it actually was yeah. uh, was a loss, too. So you know, people that? can say I'm picking with my heart. I, I'm not going to lie on this pod, Wyatt. I am rooting for Northwestern for a number of reasons, okay? And people can rip me for that if you want to, but can you also blame me, you know? Yes. Do you want to blame me? You're going to blame me. Close the yearbook. <laughs> we're, we're supposed That's... to be... Supposed to be non-partial. That's not partial, at all, Ryan. But for my job, moving forward, the more games they win, the more games they get to play at home late in the season. So I'm, that's what I'm. Like. But I'm giving you crap. I understand. at the same time, I'm trying to pick it from a standpoint of who I actually, I actually think they're going to beat North Central on Saturday and they're going to win at Morris on Tuesday. But sure. I understand hey, your logic. Could your, be one and one. Your record speaks for itself too. So you you don't have to defend yourself by any means. Rather than try and pick which one they're going to win and which one they're going to lose, I'm just picking them both as losses and then seeing if I can get one again. That's what I've resorted to at this point to try and catch up to you in the standings, I guess. So rooting against your alma mater. That's what you've come here we to. Are. Here, here we are. No, I'm not rooting against or for necessarily anybody. I'm more so rooting for players, remember? Rooting for players yes. specifically. Well, I got three Eagles on my squad, so it, what do you want it, me to say? It, it all makes sense now. All right, we got to get out of here, wrap this one up, because we've gone off the rails a little bit. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter, unlike any other, the UMAC. You can email us, as Ryan mentioned a little earlier in the podcast, UAO, the UMAC at gmail.com. Uh, other than that, subscribe, download. We uh, Obviously, as we mentioned before, we've eclipsed 1K downloads, but we're also... Very, very close to 100 downloads on an episode specifically. So uh, keep uh, keep on supporting the pod. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's made it a joy for us to do throughout the course of the season. And it's gone by quick. That's for sure. Amen. I'm glad you mentioned that, Wyatt. We don't thank people enough in all seriousness for us babbling on. Uh, we really appreciate this thing continuing to trend forward. And as I said before, I'll say it again. This is for you, the people. So tell us the ways we can best serve you moving forward. And hey, Keep counting your blessings, folks. Don't take anything for granted in life. I mean, this is a grind for Wyatt and I, but this is the best time of the year, Wyatt. I mean, I really enjoy March, but you and I have talked in the past. February slept on, especially in the UMAC. February is basically March, okay? Because once we get to March, UMAC plays over. All right, so February is the creme de la creme in this conference. And so let's enjoy it and uh, really soak in these next chunk of weeks. 
Amen. I couldn't have said it better myself. Should be a lot of fun, and uh, we're excited to break it all down. It's been very busy. It'll be a busy month coming up, but it should be a lot of fun as well. So we're looking forward to it. With that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast, and we will catch you next time, uh, early next week, for a recap of Week 5 here on the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.